Another edition of Beat the Closing Number presented by TheLines.com. Recording here on Tuesday, May 9th. Breaking down a couple big series. Phillies and Blue Jays along with the Angels and the Astros. But before we get started, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever The Lines releases a new sports betting video on any market, including Mo's day-to-day MLB bets. And be sure to follow Mo on Twitter at Mo Noara. And you could also head over to play.thelines.com to have a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card daily in our MLB Pick'em Contest. Again, for more details, head over to play.thelines.com. Mo had a nice 2-0 podcast day yesterday with the Brewers and Cardinals cashing in. Wilson Contreras getting back on track against his former team. Mo, if you want to share how you felt, I know you've had a nice couple of, or a few days, betting on baseball. Yeah, it's been a good run uh, recently, but you know, started off up <laughs> 10 units, went down 10 units, now back up close to 10 units. So just the next dip could always be around the corner. So can't get too <laughs> excited. So let's get into these games today, starting off with Phillies and Blue Jays, the Phillies at home, 16 and 19, as high as minus 145 on the money line against the Jays coming off of a series sweep of the Pirates over the weekend after just getting swept by the Red Sox earlier in the week. And the Phillies were able to avoid a sweep at the hands of Boston, taking that finale on Sunday, I believe winning four to one of or a final score of that nature. But this matchup, Alec Manoa taking on Aaron Nola. And Manoa has a 4.71 ERA. And that XERA is a little bit above two points higher than his ERA. The command has been an issue for Manoa as well. A 5.2, just about 5.2 walks per nine innings pitched. And for Nola, it's a little bit of a different script despite his early season struggles. 4.64 ERA, and the XERA is just under a point lower. So a little bit of positive regression, in a sense, coming for Nola. We've seen that somewhat over his last two starts, especially in the outing against the Astros. Then again, the Astros lineup has been uh, scuffling overall. And Nola also starting to get that velocity back, especially in his last start against the Dodgers, although he did allow four earned runs in just under seven innings. So Blue Jays, Phillies, Mo, what do you got? Yeah, I don't have a lot of good things to say about what Alec Manoa has been doing so far. Um, (laughs) He's lost some bite on his breaking pitches from what I could tell. Like each of them lost about an inch of maybe break and drop. If I'm remembering, I was kind of looking through the stat cast stuff. Um, That being said, you think Nola is going to do better, but it honestly, it depends on the metric you look at. Sierra is not impressed with his uh, work so far. 4.47 on that one. It's kind of the opposite problem for him. He's lost uh, almost 3% off his swinging strikes, so he's just like not able to miss bats. He's not off to the best start either. Let me just say today's bets aren't going to be for the faint of heart. But uh, (laughs) yeah, Philly... One nice thing for Manoa in this spot, they are third in chase rate. Uh, Surprisingly, it doesn't profile as an offense I thought that is going to be 
super chase heavy, but they've been much more swing happy this year. I don't know if it's like a organizational philosophy. Maybe they were pushing in the spring, but yeah, they have the second worst walk rate. So the walks have obviously been a huge issue for Manoa. He's walking like five guys per nine. That's pretty much an amount that you usually can't get away with, but I I don't think that's going to be a big issue against this Philly lineup. Um, So basically it just comes down to, I think both pitchers should be better than they've been. But even if I'm giving Nola a little bit of an edge, which I do, I think the Jays edges on offense and defense obviously are enough to where they shouldn't be quite this big of underdogs. So just getting plus 120 on a better defense and a better offense here and in a matchup where I could see either pitcher scuffling. uh, I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised if either one of these teams wins this game by five, to be honest. So maybe looking at some alternates is probably good here, depending on uh, how these pitchers end up performing. But uh, yeah, I do like the Jays a little bit uh, around plus 120. I think it's a bit too high. And their struggles between Manila and Nola are certainly reflected in the Cy Young market in terms of the betting odds, especially when you look at Manila for a guy that was touted and, it's warranted when you look at his metrics and numbers over the last two, three seasons. But Manoa all the way down to as high, or actually is reverse there, all the way as high as 70-1 to 1 over at DraftKings Sportsbook to win the American League Cy Young Award. And you could check out all the latest MLB futures odds if you want to price shop over at thelines.com. We touched on a somewhat undervalued AL Cy Young betting candidate yesterday. And if you want to listen to that podcast with our guest, Dan Zimborski from Fangraphs, just listen to the Beat the Closing Number podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. But most second of two games to discuss here. And actually on that note, before we move on, Dylan Cease, another American League Cy Young candidate that blew up yesterday against the Royals Uh, just it's crazy when you think about White Sox pitching and maybe that's just from my fandom because I grew up a White Sox fan but Giolito regressed last season and now it's seemingly happening with Cease so the White Sox struggles continue to mount which if you are a White Sox fan it probably is no shock to you considering how the rebuild has gone but I digress Mo over to the American League Angels and Astros, and L.A. took the first game of this series last night. Angels are 20-16, and 16, minus 140 on the money line for tonight's matchup. Astros getting below 500 with a loss to the Angels, 17-18. and 18. And we mentioned how jam-packed the AL, West did it. the AL West is. It's the same thing with the American League East. And probably the American League Central at this point should be relegated. With four teams, make that five, contending in the AL East with the Yankees currently in the cellar. And you have four, seemingly four contenders in the AL West. So the AL Central leading twins and so on and so forth in that division probably should be ticked down a notch when it comes to postseason contenders like we've seen over the last two, three seasons. But getting back to this matchup, Mo. Shohei Otani against Framber Valdez. Another hypothetical Cy Young matchup with Otani, the favorite, to win AL MVP and also 
certainly in the AL Cy Young betting market near the top of it against Valdez, who's around 20 to one to win the award. And Otani, no surprise as well, leads all of baseball in wins above replacement. Uh, war across not just pitching metrics, but also his ability to crush the baseball, which we've seen uh, going back to last season and the last three seasons, three to four seasons, really. And has the, also a 2.54 FIP, a 2.93 XERA Valdez, a 2.60 ERA, but a 4.21 XERA. So that XERA is just about a point, 1.5 points higher than his traditional peripherals. And LA also with the fourth highest WRC plus against Southpaws this season. But you, on the other hand, think the Astros have value at plus money here. Like I mentioned, the Angels just about at minus 140 on the money line. So what makes you side with Houston in the second matchup of this series? Yeah, fading Shohei Otani, definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, But I have Framber projected right there with him. I don't think there's honestly much of a talent difference between Framber and Shohei Otani. Um, So the Angels, they've gotten a lot of mileage out of smacking lefties this year, which makes sense when you look at their lineup. Um, Guys like Drury and um, Renfro, you know, these have been lefty killers for years. Uh, So... It makes sense that they're stronger against lefties. But that being said, you know, Framber, he is not a guy who has ever struggled with the platoon uh, disadvantage. He he doesn't have really any platoon splits in his career. So I think that I'm more worried about lefties that have shown some struggles against right-handers when I'm looking at lefties facing the Angels. That's definitely not Framber. Um, he also, on the other side... Shohei Otani, he's kind of taking a different approach this year. He's going so slider heavy, and and most of them are in the zone, which is kind of a weird thing to say. He's getting a lot of mileage out of swings and misses in the zone this year. He's not getting very many chases. Uh, when I look at the Astros, their bats about their bats of all skills are very good. Eighty eight percent zone contact rate. They're third in MLB. So. I think if they can get a hold of the ball and put it in play here against a pretty bad Angels defense, um, they could probably have a better game than a lot of people think in this spot. Um, still, in my opinion, quite a bit of a more talented lineup, even with the injury to Jose Altuve, Brantley. You know, I still think they have a more talented lineup than the Angels. A uh, much better bullpen, much better defense. So given all that, I think plus 120 is is too high here. Uh, I did like this one a little more than the Blue Jays, but uh, yeah, these ones have not really moved. I didn't. I got a late start today, kind of because uh, yesterday was kind of a travel day for me. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where these move. Uh, I'll be curious to see if if the market is is moving on either of these. I've been doing well against against the closing lines uh, all season, really. But uh, this these ones, I can't imagine people are going to be too excited to bet on these sides. <laughs> yeah, especially going against Otani, but the logic certainly makes sense. And we discussed this a little bit yesterday, speaking of beating the closing number. If you listened, or I mean, it's very early to say that about futures a month into the season. Things can dramatically shift. I, I think I mentioned this on one of our earlier podcasts in the season that the Guardians were right around 10 to 1 to win the AL Central 
in early June last season, and they go on to win the division. So you can obviously get the best of the number, theoretically, with a team that's struggling, and buying low is one of our discussion points from the podcast yesterday on a team that we're trying to buy low on pretty much all season, and maybe last night marked the turnaround if you want to go check out the podcast yesterday with Dan Zaborski on one team's division odds, like I mentioned earlier. But speaking of the market adjusting, though, I'm curious for your take on this division, because I know you had a position going back to your preseason wagers, or I guess spring training. Astros number got adjusted to win the AL West after we recorded yesterday at pretty much every sports book. I noted that they were as high as plus 110, in the market over at DraftKings to win the division, which that price has not been adjusted, or maybe it was around even money. So been adjusted about 10 cents, but now pretty much the consensus price everywhere else is minus 110. Rangers are down to plus 300 from the plus 400 number that I think I had on yesterday and the angels right around plus 400. So that number hasn't seen much of a dip Mariners at plus 600 plus 500. So in that ballpark, and that number hasn't really seen much of an adjustment. But Rangers and Astros have certainly seen their numbers shift. So Zimborski mentioned he liked one team in the division. You, on the other hand, bet the Angels to win the AL West. And I'm curious if you still think that number is valuable as high as plus 500 over at BetMGM to win the AL West as they're right behind Texas in the division standings. I do. Uh, I do think it's still a little bit too long. Um, I I think the angels are right there. The Rangers. I just, I don't know if I believe in their lineup. Their offensive numbers are so good so far, but I just have a hard time buying it based on the names in the lineup. But that being said, banking these wins without Corey Seager is nice. I still see a lot of downside, obviously with, the potential for injury in, in their rotation Um, for the angels. I actually think after some early season disasters, the bullpen has been a little better. Estevez has been actually pretty good. And Matt Moore has been good as well. So I think they at least have like a couple guys they can trust. So if they can add another one or two, this still just like goes back to that, that, that deal that sent Rysel Iglesias to the Braves. That was so bizarre that the Angels just absolutely punted on him for basically nothing. I think they would be in so much better shape if they had him. But I still think they're they're live, and plus 500 still seems a little bit too long to me. Um, I, I think there just has to be value when the Astros are still still minus over the field, you know, at, at a lot of sports books. I, I don't know if that's right. The projections certainly don't. They have the Astros more like 35, 40%. It's interesting too, because pretty much every guest we've had on has disagreed with you. That's, and that's not to say that you're incorrect. It's just, obviously when you have two different sports batting minds, it's fun to get that interaction on the difference of opinion. And Houston has been, the pick even though they've struggled and the rotation obviously is taking a little bit of a dip without Verlander then again Hunter Brown is also also add Jose Akiti hurt and Luis Garcia now Tommy John I mean this is getting pretty brutal there yeah I mean 
Urquidy, not to say that you're not losing arms in the rotation for Houston, reliable arms in terms of guys that pitch every five days, but Urquidy and Garcia were still inconsistent year over year. But I do understand your point in terms of now having replacement arms. Hunter Brown has been the guy in the rotation so far for the Astros and his AL Cy Young award award odds right around 40 to one. But the lineup too, I mean, you're, you don't have L2 in it. So that needs to be noted. Houston's offense is a bit banged up overall besides L2, but we'll see. I, I think your angels pick, I mean, you definitely got closing value on that. I mentioned not necessarily being able to, Count your CLV earlier the season. I don't think you're going to be losing closing line value on your 12 to one bet on the angels to win the AL West, regardless of how they end up finishing in the standings. You have to think they're going to be in it all the way through. But if I end up hurting your CLV and jinxing it, I certainly apologize, but that is Mo Noir. You could follow him on Twitter at Mo Noir, two W's. In the last name, I won't bother spelling out the rest. And you can follow the lines on Twitter at the lines US. We'll be back tomorrow with more of Mo's baseball day-to-day bats. I think I think Thursday has more day games and Wednesday still has at least a couple night games. So should be back on for a Wednesday edition of Beat the Closing Number. But for now. That's Mo. I'm Eli Herskovich. You can follow me on Twitter at Eli Herskovich. Thanks for watching and listening. So long, everybody.